This is an excerpt from Different Ways Revealing the Feminine by Seal, published 2020. Chapter 21 Spirit of the Wind I would never have been a contender. I couldn't, I wouldn't. For all of the privilege and opportunities I've had living in this land of abundance and never-ending entertainments, I managed to avoid setting my sights on any kind of traditional success. And now, now that I've lived so long, I have a bit of an overview of how it was actually a blessing. I made it one. I was born with a shame that stained my life. It is the kind of stain that cannot be cleaned or whitewashed or made anything but what it is. I grew into it as I aged. I would not have been able to separate myself from this shame any more than a fish could imagine itself in a life without water. I inherited some of it by the situation of my birth, a regretted accident. Some of it was imposed upon me by others acting out their shame that found a kindred spirit in me as a victim. Some was intergenerational by my ancestry and karma. Some of my shame is mine alone, as I acted it out in this life, conscious or not. It was my choice and ultimately my responsibility. Answering to and transforming shame is my life's work. Shame has a timber like a slightly flat note when you see someone and sense that tone You can hear their burden even if they cannot. Instinct urges a healthy person to stand down and a predator to strike. I've provoked both reactions and they both left their mark. One in having people abandon me and the other in enduring their using me. I in turn did the same. Then, trapped as I was in this dark dance, I modeled my behavior accordingly. Most of my life from this vantage point can be clearly viewed as this being my weight to carry with all of its discord. Mostly I sought to find someone else to carry it for me, a failed endeavor and one I eventually sought fit to finally recognize, appreciate, and accept for the dodge that it was. I respond to this tone within myself now by owning it and knowing it. When I woke up one day in the 80s and a large portion of my shame had slipped away into some other element like the calving of a glacier, not the memory of it, but the grip of it, I heard very clearly from within me that I didn't do anything so damnably wrong and it finally felt true. Perhaps it was the psychological work I did on the assaults or the finding and meeting my father that disarmed that constant ticking bomb in my head. My deeper sense is that it was actually the loosening of the collective death grip on the nature of the feminine in Western culture that allowed me enough room to disentangle myself from my thorny past. Energies, personal or collective, don't underestimate their power. Women's stories and truths 
from any source that resonate deep within, respect them, hold space for them, and listen to them. If you can, use your soul to let them speak to you. My time has been spent in choosing differently and paying strict attention. It has taken a lot of focus, made me difficult to friend, and has been a lonely life in many ways, but not an unsatisfying one. I suspect it has been so deeply satisfying because I finally found what I needed to do to help myself along. I allowed my life, including my karma, to manifest and flow. I learned not to interfere. I finally understood that I came here to do this. Living a life in the shadow of shame instructed me. I learned to embrace the dark like the negative of a photo where one can see the image and then, too, see it differently. Darkness and shame are a part of the design and nature. These painful things force us into asking the right questions and showing up for the answers because, left to our own devices, that is, given an out, we have proven that we won't. We don't. I found a friend in darkness, the other light, the enhancer of brilliance and advocate of depth and contrast, the process. The silence I cultivated in time allowed my true nature to reveal itself. Understanding and appreciating shame has actually grounded me in my human experience. For all of the time that I spent avoiding feeling my pain and insecurity, I lived suspended in a less-than-human state, unable to partake of the treasure of being a creature, complex, culpable, and resplendently flawed. Without a sincere and caring connection to this meaty sack of cellular wonder, there is no vehicle, no container, no chalice to travel, to hold, to serve up love, or to have any genuine connection or profound earthly experience whatsoever. My shame, my darkness, delivered me here on the edge of elderhood, finally ready to consent to an authentic life. No small reward, that. Over the years, I still did thoughtless radio tricks occasionally, but I was beyond the trauma. It became a kind of tick with me, a nervous habit of sorts, I would push against the world and see what might happen, if anything. Usually nothing did, or I would embarrass myself around a misunderstanding. It was all part of the larger wound, fingers lightly brushing over a scar. Eventually, twenty years later, with the help of friends, I was able to reenact that whole scenario to work my media complex into a positive outcome. I had to walk my body through a reenactment. I needed to prove to myself that I could be welcome in the world. The internet arrived and gave birth to Holy Radio, and 25 years after the fact, at age 50, I was ready to try and make good on the last bits of the radio story that lay dormant within me. Thank you for listening.